This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. Hello. Sup, sup, sup. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I feel like our listeners can know that we just recorded a whole bunch of yes, podcasts and it wasn't recording. Yes, we uh, we were really into what we were talking about. And then we hear, stop. It's not recording. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Because yeah. now we had a practice run. Exactly. So we are redoing it. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, my Thanksgiving <laughs> was great. Uh, I was in New Mexico. It, my parents' house is this beautiful escape where you just don't see anybody. And um, there was snow, so we played and ate. And it was a really relaxing time. Great way to get away from L.A. Our Thanksgiving was amazing in Phoenix, yeah. too. And it was actually the same, if not nicer, outside there, which was great. Minus yeah. the air quality because of the fires. Did it reach all the way down? Yeah, and it gets trapped in the valley. So that stunk. Yeah. But... um. It didn't seem like the air was terrible. Mm -hmm. It just told me it was on my yes. phone. Um, and I used so many of our healthy holiday eating tips from the Yay! past couple episodes. So tell us how really it felt. It. I loved it. I just felt more mindful, a little bit more in control. I didn't feel like I was just mindlessly eating what I'm going to normally eat. Yeah. Like I made conscious decisions about what I wanted to eat. I made sure I sat down the whole time. I even... I was at a party somewhere. Maybe it was over the holidays. Mm, I don't know. Every time I ate, I made sure to sit down. That's the best. So I felt much better. If you have not listened to those, go listen to them. Yeah. They're quick little episodes that have all sorts of awesome gems in them, and you need it for the holidays. Trust me. Oh, my me. gosh. Yes, you for sure do, especially going into this beautiful Christmas season because we are in December now, and it's amazing. Um, and... You should have your husbands or boyfriends or friends that are boys to listen to it because they also will get so many tips out of it because my cousin, he also was like, I didn't have to unbutton my pants. I didn't feel full and I didn't feel like I needed to eat dessert because I was fine. Like, you didn't need seconds. I was fantastic because I took space between my bites. And we went for a walk. Oh, yeah. I did that morning. too. I was going to post about it. I did. Did I post Penny? I posted a picture posted of Penny. You posted Penny running. Yeah. We walked to a park and threw around a the football, but I was being grumpy, so I didn't really throw the football. <laughs> but we walked there. It's okay. You were physically active to the park. Exactly. It didn't, you didn't have to maintain your physical activity, and then you walked back. It's good. Yeah, Kyle I and I, I made him go on a walk with me every day. Like, so my parents live on 14 acres and so their driveway is about like a quarter of a mile. Mm -hmm. And so we would just walk all the way down and then walk all the way back up. Nice. Um, yeah, it was good. It was nice. It was cold, but it was good. Yeah. It looked beautiful. It was fantastic. You guys should all come. Yeah. And by you all. You mean none of us. None of you. <laughs> Maybe me. Stan and Not Jackie you. would love it. Suckers. Yes, um, but um, it was great. We're happy to be back. I've been in the Christmas spirit. I've actually started my own countdown to Christmas, watching a Christmas movie every night Are by you doing myself. Like Hallmark movies? No, I am watching Netflix. So I've decided all of the Netflix movies that I've uh, just avoided. I'm watching. So I watched The Princess Switch. I want to watch that. That's a Christmas movie. It is. It was good. 
I told told Aaron, (laughs) I saw the commercial for it and he was like, ugh. And I was like, I'm definitely going to watch that. Yes, you should. (laughs) Um, It was good. And then I watched the Christmas Chronicles. I loved that. We watched it too. It was so cute. Whenever I saw Dietrich's video of like telling Santa what he wanted, I was like, the Christmas Chronicles. That's why he did it. That's what I was wondering. He he was like, I need to write my list for Santa. And then we watched that movie. He's all, you know, Santa gets videos too. So we did a list. The best. I love it. Um, yeah. And then I don't, well, tonight we're recording this. So I probably won't watch a movie, but I'll keep you updated on all my movies via Instagram. So you guys can follow along yeah. on my, my own 25 Christmas. days to Christmas <laughs> journey. <laughs> journey. Dang, I loved the 25 <gasps> days to Christmas on ABC Family. They still have it. It's just oh. free form. I don't. I probably can get that with my parents' cable login. I get it through Stan and Jackie's cable login. That's how adults I am. Oh, yep. <laughs> I got Hulu finally because you it did. was only a dollar for a month for a year for new customers. Are you serious? Yeah. 12 nice. bucks with commercials. but That's okay. 12 bucks. That's awesome. You live through commercials on Bravo. It's you can true. live through commercials on I'm Hulu. I'm entering the next chapter of cable viewing. Welcome. Things. Welcome to Hulu. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was my like big Cyber Monday. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. No, I also bought a stroller wagon that I've been envying forever. Oh, nice. I did it. It was $100 off, which is oh, a lot. That's a huge thing because they're usually very expensive. So yeah. $100 off, that helps. Yeah. And I walked to the grocery store, if any of you didn't know that. You do. And it's about a mile there. So... I've been taking my stroller forever, uh-huh. but Dietrich's kind of like past stroller age. Yeah, he's like, I'm done with that. But not past wagon age. So yes. you take the wagon. That's the greatest. Yeah. And then you have space. Exactly. For number two, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So for a second there, I had to like understand what you Was said. Was talking about poop or yeah. a child? Or a child. And it's a human. I only heard like poop in my head at first. <laughs> and then I had to be like, she's adopting a baby. Number two. <laughs> The The number two baby, the second child. I got it. I'm on your page. There you go. (laughs) So um, the reason why I automatically probably thought poop was that I've been drinking some beer (laughs) and uh, it's something super special that we want to talk about. Um, It's my friend from high school. She and her husband started, um, opened a brewery, I think a couple years ago. It's called Thirsty Street Brewing Company in Billings, Montana. And you guys have heard about Jill before in one of our past episodes. So go back and try to find it. It'll be an Easter egg for you. Listen to all of them and then you'll hear her name. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it's awesome. It's super delicious. It's um, called the Cezanne Tropicale. I think maybe Tropicalo. It's beautiful script and I can't tell which one that is. It's really fancy. Um, That looks like an E. Uh, I think it's Tropicale. Mm -hmm. Tropicale? That's, I don't know. That's very valid. I don't know, guys. But it's super good. It has fresh pineapple, mangoes, and coconut in it. And I'm really picky. I'm a really picky beer drinker. Yes. It's delicious. It's so good. Um, I'm picky with beer like I'm picky with my coffee. I feel like that's appropriate. And yeah. it's very, like, much your personality. So that makes sense. I'm a little bit of an elitist when it comes to the things that <laughs> enter my body. Um, so I have to tell you, Jill sent me... Um, the beer for us, but then she also sent me coffee, and it was like her favorite coffee in Billings. And in the note, she was like, "Um, maybe Jonna can help you learn how to use this coffee." <laughs> Thank you, Jill. <laughs> you do need to learn it. Well, but that can be like your new ritual. No, it could be my new. Actually, my new ritual right now is that I want to start drinking matcha more. I really enjoy it. It just makes me feel like I'm drinking 
greens. Yeah. And it makes my heart happy. Cacao. Yeah, I like it. I'm just a ruminant. What does that mean? It's what cows are. Whoa. (laughs) You learn something new every day. uh, That's what you call cows because they have like a, their stomachs can't break down the same things that we do. So they can only break down grass and it's called a ruminant. That is basically you. That is basically me. So... Yeah, you are That's why just they a get fat whenever they get fed corn. Ah, terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they can't break it down. Which is why you want grass fed meat, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. Um, and on that note, we're gonna hop into this episode. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Actually, um, it's gonna sound like a downer for a minute, but there's like light at the end. <laughs> Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Hold on. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is Yep, I Did That. Oh, my the goodness. Podcast. <laughs> Before we start talking, um, we're a podcast about health and wellness things. Yeah. We're not a podcast about coffee or beer, but we have covered We have coffee. covered both of those things. And alcohol. Yeah. We have. Because wow. they're health and wellness. Well, we put them in our bodies. Yeah. Um, we really cover all the crazy things floating around the internet that you'll see on a mommy blog or a health and wellness blog or Huffington Post, Washington Post, random crazy corners of the internet that you should never see, um, telling you to do things for beauty or health or detoxifying or mental health. Or Shark Tank. I was yelling at the screen the other night, by the way. At Shark Tank? Yeah, because there was like a keto drink and Uh, just like they had no science background and they were saying these claims And if anyone works on Shark Tank, I would really love a health professional that is versed in like functional medicine or like just to be one of the entrepreneurs, not to be an entrepreneur, to be a consultant, to be like, you are perpetuating these issues within our world. Stop investing in this. Yes, by Charles Barkley. And he didn't even know what the ketogenic diet was. Well, he probably is going to make a killing off of it. It's stupid. It's annoying. So keep going. Tell them why we, what we do. Basically, we try things so you don't have to. Amanda is super smart. She has her master's and is a nutritionist. So she tells us why things are bad for us or why they're okay. And sometimes we come to the place where we don't know, but we're okay with it or we're not okay with it. And we just tell you what science says. We tell you what people have said, if John has tried it, and then we just kind of like agree disagree and we leave it up to you if we've something that won't like ultimately hurt you yeah and today if you've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time you know that i have been on a journey um with antibiotics for the past couple months i have one month left and it's because i was diagnosed with tuberculosis (laughs) don't worry i'm gonna be okay don't worry nbd she has tb i have consumption and i'm gonna make it yeah i'm gonna make it Um, So basically I had tuberculosis laying low in my system, waiting for that 1% chance that it might ever come active. Um, I tell people when they stress me out currently that they're going to make me go active if they don't stop. It's great. I only have one more month of that before I'm technically cured. So I got to really use that to my fullest extent. And whenever you were like that 1% chance, I was like, Chana, you're part of the 1%. I am. I'm having TB. I, I'm usually in that. If anyone was going to go active, it's probably me. Yeah. So it's probably for the better. But basically, you're on these antibiotics. Yeah, to treat it, um, you have to take antibiotics for three months, sometimes up to a year. Like there's different courses. I chose the more intense, less time because being on antibiotics for a whole year seemed worse to me. Uh, Yeah. So 
This episode is all about antibiotics and what they do to our bodies and the good and the bad and what we can do about it. Yes. And it's especially important because we're entering into the season where a lot of people get sick. Mm -hmm. um, And we as consumers are very much like instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to be healed. Yeah. And so it's also really important for everybody to hear all of this stuff and to know what we can do. To help us not have to be on antibiotics, but understand that if you do have to go on it, it's okay. And there's ways to help your body like John is doing while she's on antibiotics. Yeah. Because she has to, because she has TB, guys. <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> she doesn't I have a it. choice. Um, okay. So we're just going to talk a little bit about antibiotics and where they've been and where we are now. So, um, Egypt, Greece, and China has have managed microbial infections for an extended period of time, but our world of antibiotics don't start until about 1928. Wow, that's really recent. Yes, um, and that was because of Sir Alexander Fleming accidentally discovered penicillin. Huh. And so that was the very first time. Yeah, whenever you think about it, it's only been within like not even 100 years yet that's that crazy. antibiotics have been around. Um, but... Prior to this, 30% of all deaths were from bacterial infections, and antibiotics have extended the life expectancy from um, 56 in the 1920s to 80 now. Wow. Um, so antibiotics, like especially at that time, were playing a huge role. They saved a lot of lives. And as all good things, it was an accident that he found it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Viagra. <laughs> a lot of other drugs. Yeah. All accidents. Um, and so then in the 1940s, penicillin was prescribed to treat serious infections. It was very successful in treating bacterial infections in soldiers during World War II. Um, but unfortunately, after that in the 1950s, penicillin resistance became a substantial problem um, due to everyone being prescribed penicillin. Mm-hmm. Because it was the first one. Everyone was like, this is the cure-all for everything anything that's happening. So, um, and then in that response, or in a response to that, new antibiotics were being developed. In 1962 and 1968, the first cases of MRSA in the UK and USA um, were found. This is methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. Um, so, Not a big word. Yes, it is. Methicillin is the um, antibiotic that was formed after penicillin and so it was one that was discovered to be able to be like hey this will treat another one staphylococcus aureus is the bacteria so you've heard MRSA a lot in hospitals so any staph infection that's what it is and then it's just whenever the bacteria has become resistant to it all right and that's whenever it can spread and cause sepsis right which is super dangerous yes you can die from sepsis um, or going into septic shock. Um, in 1972, vancomycin was introduced to combat MRSA in clinical settings. That's just a liquid or like an infusion antibiotic. So most vancomycin is only going to be prescribed in hospital settings. Um, and then in 1960s and the 1980s, many new antibiotics were discovered or developed, but soon stopped being made. This is one of the most frustrating parts was because it became non-profitable for antibiotic companies um, whenever or pharmaceutical companies, if you pursued an antibiotic, it only was going to bring you like $50 million in revenue because that then like, so you taking this, you're about to be treated. 
right. you no longer need to be taking anything. But if they got start doing research and they find a drug for a chronic illness, that could make them a billion dollars because someone is dependent upon that medication. Right. And so it's just creating more money for them. And so very limited people even go into antibiotic world. And if you do try to go into trying to develop a new antibiotic, there's a ton of regulations. And so it's very hard to even be approved to do anything. And then once you get to like the clinical trials, it's really hard to do those because it's unethical to give one person an antibiotic and not give another person an antibiotic to see if it works So then you have to look at that antibiotic versus the current antibiotics that are existing to see if it's comparative or better. And it costs a lot of money. And the only people who are currently like even venturing into antibiotic research are super small companies that can't afford that research. Right. That's such a bummer. Yeah. It's a super bummer. And so that leads us to 2015 um, was whenever this article that was published in I don't remember what journal I will tell you later. Um, bacterial infections are again a threat mm-hmm. to us currently because we don't have any new antibiotics and there are a lot more antibiotic resistant like strains. bacterial strains that mm-hmm. are being formed. Um, and so how does that make you feel before <laughs> I go on to talk well, about like how they work? And if all any that of y'all have been around for a while, you know that I really hate antibiotics. Yes, you do. So it just makes me feel sad. It makes me sad because there's space for them. Yeah, they're needed. They're needed, but then it's like... Now they're like almost... It's basically putting us back almost 100 years. Yes. We're getting to the point where if we don't change things, we'll be back 100 years ago. Yes, where people are going to be dying again. Of bacterial infections that they could be not dying from had we been better stewards of our antibiotic research and prescriptions. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in case you don't know how an antibiotic works, just going to fill you in a little bit. Um, (laughs) so antibiotics basically kill the bacteria or slow or suspend growth. So the, they attack the wall, interfere with bacteria reproduction, block protein and bacteria basically just kill it. Right. So that it can't keep growing. And most bacteria is going to be in a cell wall. So like our urinary tract infections or... Um, upper respiratory, it's going to be in like your chest, um, lots of other stuff. Yeah. Can't even think of some of Any, the other Basically ones. anything you have to get an infection for yes. is going to be in a cell wall pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then how they're made, the first ones were made from actual fermentation of ground soil. Um, currently, that most of them are made in a lab via chemical reactions or through a natural process with some chemical reactions. So it's basically just creating that Versus it just being like the actual um, bacteria that like forms, you know. Um, And so obviously this is a big issue because we now have what we've already talked about is antibiotic resistance. Mm -hmm. And so that just means that bacteria is no longer killed by the drug. um, And every year, two million people are infected with resistant bacteria, resulting in 23,000 deaths. Just crazy. Which is super crazy. And it makes you feel really like unnerved about it and you're just like but why yeah (laughs) um and some fun bacteria that i was going to tell you about most of these (laughs) so like just to let you know that most of these are actually found in the hospital setting it is less common that we're going to be finding them in our bodies our our bodies every day yes 
most of these antibiotic resistant drugs or antibiotic resistant bacterias are all found in the hospitals with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so C. diff is one, Clostridium difficile, that's in your small and large intestine. Uh, Vancomycin resistant, that's basically what I talked about. It's only in hospitals that is pretty much given. That's to help um, urinary tract infection, surgical wound infections, and then MRSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's all in hospital settings. So just to like ease your mind whenever you hear 2 million people are infected and 23,000 deaths, majority of those are unfortunately in hospital setting versus Which is also still life, scary. Which is very scary because... They're being overprescribed. Yeah. Um, 30 to 50% of antibiotic use is thought to be unnecessary and being prescribed when not needed. Crazy. 30 to 50%. That's a lot. It's a lot of them. And so, and I think that like results back to us as people just like going in. I know that I've been subject to that, like in college where I was like, I just want a pack. I just want to feel better. And if you went to the on-campus doctor, they would just give, they would you, just give you a Z-Pack, yeah. even if it was like viral. Still. They would give you a Z-Pack. Still. I mean, I feel like people are just starting to, some doctors are just starting to care about it, honestly. Yes. I was actually shocked. I told Jonna, um, my sister Megan, she had, she was sick whenever she first got to New Mexico and it, she like had a fever by the end and we we're like, go to the doctor, like. You need to just see like what's going on right. if it's not cleared up and it's been weeks. Yeah. And she ended up having like a very serious sinus infection mm-hmm. to the point where like there was pus Ooh, in her nose and in her like nasal cavities. Yeah. And so she had to get on an antibiotic. And I was really proud of them that they were like, this is a very serious antibiotic that we're prescribing you. So you need to be on a probiotic. Mm-hmm. You know, like if ands or buts, get a probiotic. So and I was good. very proud of that yeah. doctor. Absolutely. Aztec, New Mexico. Killing it. Killing it. <laughs> Urgent care. Thanks. Um, but I love this, that even Sir Alexander Fleming, so 1928, knew that this was a potential downfall of antibiotics. And he said, the public will demand the drug. Then we'll begin the era of abuses of the overuse of antibiotics clearly drives the evolution of resistance. So smart. Yeah. And so it's like, even then... Mm-hmm. He was fearful of the he fact would be that, like, so mad if he was still alive today, right? <laughs> He'd be like, I told you, so. I told you, all oh, this was gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean, because he probably watched it where he yeah. was like, this drug was he found it, and then now everyone's all of a sudden just on penicillin. Yep, and you're just like, mm-hmm. but you like we were curing it all before, like the Egyptians, the Romans, the Greek, like they were all like some people were surviving. There were tricks that you can use. Yeah. For the minor things, it's just those serious ones that needed to have the like antibiotics, antibiotics. what they were created for. Yes. Um, And in 2010, 22 units were prescribed per person in the U.S. And this varies by states. And the most prescribed were the Great Lakes to the Gulf Coast. That is insane. Right. 22 units per Per person, my mouth. When Amanda said that, my mouth just dropped. Like my yes, jaw was <laughs> dropped. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and then if you actually think about it, some people don't ever get on. Right, I haven't been on an antibiotic for eight years until now because yeah. I swore them off. Yeah, and so that's ca- taking you into consideration, like yeah. giving you per one. year. That's right? actually like What's twenty-two times eight. A lot. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but somebody else took those instead of me. Yeah. That's crazy. So many. Um, And the states that have actually been prescribed the most are the Great Lakes to the Gulf Coast. So all the Midwest central Mm -hmm. states. 
And the West Coast actually has the lowest. That makes sense. Awesome. It makes complete sense to me whenever. (laughs) And if you think about like food availability. Yeah. You think about lifestyles. Mm -hmm. You think about weather. Some, you in think some about, cases, I'm not meaning this in a mean way at all, but education. Well, for sure. I mean, about these types of things, it's just yeah. way more readily accessible on yeah. the major in major cities on the coasts. Yes, it is. And um, food availability like is much easier on mm-hmm. the coasts. Whenever you're thinking about like fresh seafood, fresh like produce, those sort of things, like all the food that like gets grown in the central us gets shipped out it doesn't even like stay it feels like yeah and then we have access to really great crops like avocado is grown here mm-hmm. we have fresh fish we live right next to like the sea yep you know i mean those sort of things and so it it shows that lifestyle i think is one of the factors that we have to think about Absolutely. whenever you're looking at west coast is one of the least Mm -hmm. and the central like it's not even talking about east coast like i don't east coast was like not as dark there's a map yeah that they have in this article where it's like dark to light Mm -hmm. um and the east coast was like kind of mixed but like the central was just like basically red and we were this like very light that's awesome at least we have that going for us it's true we uh, like the rest of the united states hates california for a lot of reasons but at least we're not over prescribing (laughs) antibiotics seriously (laughs) um and so i know this may sound like grim and disheartening whenever you're thinking about like oh my gosh like there's bugs out there that aren't going to work against my antibiotic Mm -hmm. but um and that 30 to 50 percent of antibiotics shouldn't be prescribed there's ways that we can be taking care of ourselves how we've talked about like the west coast for central like we have tips that we're going to talk about that you can do whenever you start feeling sick or things that you do whenever you're on antibiotics and jana has like firsthand experience to be able to really dig into this because um, i hate them when they're used improperly them whenever they're used improperly and she's currently on a very intense one and we're doing all two. we can two, intense two two intense ones to combat um this yeah. so um i have a couple things that i looked up regarding antibiotics and one of them is this excellent npr article hold on let me even see it's called how you can stop antibiotic resistance and still eat bacon uh-huh um and it's talking about how not regulated our antibiotics in our food was first but um the thing that made me feel like this makes sense for this topic that we're talking about with prescriptions is actually um this woman named or no it's a man (laughs) (laughs) sorry ramanan and i'm not i don't even want to try to say his last name it's crazy long don't do it we'll it's just beautiful. Like, put a link to yeah the but article. he's the dire- he directs the center for disease dynamics economics and policy in washington dc uh-huh. so he's like up there yeah um and he's talking actually about sweden which i don't know if you've read anything about sweden but they have really intense regulations on antibiotic use mm-hmm. there um and he's talking about how um basically what we want is like this medical utopia where we can have antibiotic for something you're sick with and it goes away and you don't become resistant and sweden actually has that Mm -hmm. because they don't allow it in their food 
And they also really, really intensely regulate their doctors with Mm -hmm. what they're prescribing. I think that's ultimately the most important thing. Like the food part doesn't scare me as much as like just the overprescription, like overprescribing antibiotics. Absolutely. So he said actually that it's an avoidable disaster, what we're going to, because really what the trajectory are trajectory we are on is really grim. So it sounds sad because it is sad because if we don't get better antibiotics or if we don't reverse how we've been, then we will not be able, we'll be back to the 30% death. Um, and he says it's reversible by regulating doctors more, Mm -hmm. um, regulating when they're prescribed like you said 30 to 50 percent of the time they're not even needed mm-hmm. viruses yeah doesn't help so uh the main thing for this topic that he said um was really important is having a heart to heart with your general practitioner and whenever any doctor tells you you need antibiotics ask why and he yeah. said push back like it's okay for you to push back um that's what i was gonna say i actually think it's like yes the doctors need to be regulated but it's actually the patients and it's us that needs mm -hmm. to be like educating ourselves and remembering that like we're in control and we're the ones that have created this world where doctors do just prescribe to us because we don't ask questions or because we're expecting just to be getting a like a prescription and leave Mm -hmm. so it's like also it's on us to be like, no, what else can I do and try right. before you give me that? Or what else can I do with the help of a doctor? And the doctor needs to be on board. Absolutely. So he says everyone has to be on board across the board. Yeah. All of us have to. And this is a way that we can actually reverse the direction we're going. For sure. So in Sweden, they actually get antibiotics that we've completely abandoned in the U.S. Mm-hmm. because they're not resistant to them. Yeah, that they've literally like they're like a sanctuary for antibiotics comparatively like Mm -hmm. it would not work here at all, but it works there. And it's because they've regulated it all this Mm -hmm. time. They've been very careful about that. Um, So some conversations for you to start having with your GP are things like we'd like to talk about avoiding using antibiotics in the future. What are some alternative ways that we can work together to do more like wait and see approach? Yeah. Which um, Amanda and I go to the same pediatrician Mm -hmm. and she was telling me our pediatrician does. And I love that. Oh, yeah. That was one of the selling points for me where she was just like, yeah, we like we had this meet and greet thing. And she basically was like, yeah, um, just so you know, that like if you come in with like an ear infection, we probably aren't going to be prescribing an antibiotic. We're going to send you home with like these are the things you should try. These are the things you can Mm -hmm. do. Come back in five days. Um, and come back. And if it's not better, then we will give you a antibiotic. But these are the things that will actually help relieve it. And you don't actually need to be on yeah. it. Because childhood antibiotics is a whole different like topic that we could talk about. Um, because it does mess up your microbiome. Potentially forever. Potentially forever if they're on antibiotics for a very long time. And so... Um, it's really important and really like really important to find a doctor that's on the same page as you. Yeah. And he says, challenge them if they try to put you on antibiotics. So he says, ask, and I loved this. So I'm going to say it because I think it's helpful. How confident are you in this diagnosis? Are you sure it's caused by bacteria, not a virus? If it is a bacterial bacterial infection, how sure are you that this drug will even work? Well, I mean, that's like super important. I think 
in the hospital setting, like why mm-hmm. those all exist is because more often than not, like if you're in an ICU setting or if you're post-surgery, you're automatically on. For like sure. Like I remember going through my rotations and more often than not, like anytime I had to look up what a drug was that I didn't like know. It was an antibiotic. It was an antibiotic. That's and so scary. everyone is just on antibiotics in the hospital. Yeah. So I was probably on some intense antibiotics when I was in the hospital. Oh, yeah. For for, surgery. Yeah. It says sometimes doctors need permission to not prescribe antibiotics and they might be relieved, which I don't know, but I liked that. I think that the way the world is going, if more people start asking questions or push back, like not in a because especially if you have a doctor that's not up to this like mm-hmm. is very much old school or whatever they're this is going just what to just be annoyed by you and they're gonna be like thinking that you know more than them it's coming at them in a respectful way but being also like this is my mm-hmm. body and i need to know why and also if they're annoyed at you get a different doctor for sure because that's bullcrap yeah they are working for you and their yeah. job is to keep you healthiest and if you have questions then yeah they're an educator that's part of their job yeah so i think just as a health professional whenever someone comes to me that has read something and they're like well this says that's whenever someone like gets a little offended yeah and so I think that yes they work for you but also remember that they do know a lot and this is their profession so be respectful and also Mm -hmm. know that it's your right to be yeah disagreeing with them Yep. And it's not disrespectful to disagree, but it is disrespectful to be disrespectful. In how you present the information. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You are allowed to disagree with them. They are not gods. (laughs) They do not know everything. Yes. Um, And then this last article is by a man named Chris Kresser, which I hope does not. I don't know a lot about him, so I don't know if that disqualifies me immediately. Then just listen to Amanda (laughs) and ignore the next portion of this. But I liked this article. Um, he was talking about the consequences of antibiotics on our guts and how it, it can potentially be lifelong. Mm-hmm. Um, and some studies they've done with um, antibiotic users and studying their fecal matter mm-hmm. after taking antibiotics and seeing how long it takes for different strains of good bacteria to get back into your gut. And as far as six months out, there's a couple strains that are still not in it from taking antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And it could be a one-time take. Um, which if you know anything about me, you know that I'm obsessed with your gut and making sure that we have the healthiest gut. I am a firm believer that many of the things that are ailing America today are based on gut imbalances and on health, even Mm -hmm. including mental health. So he talks about probiotics a lot and I thought that would be helpful to segue into it. But just so you know, like we actually don't know how long it takes or if we ever do get that bacteria back. So it is yeah. a really serious thing to take an antibiotic. Yeah. So it's okay to be really serious about it if it gets prescribed to you. Yes. I agree completely with all of that. Do you know I, this person? No, I, I, read his, <laughs> I, like, I read his stuff. Like, I think that like, um, he's like a functional medicine, like practitioner. I wouldn't say that he's one that I go to. Right. For like my first line. Mm-hmm. of whatever but i've read his stuff um no what i'm saying is that i agree with all of that i think that we as people though are very quick to just be like so if someone tells me antibiotics are bad i'm not allowed to take antibiotics right. anymore and so i and it's going to destroy my gut so i can't do that and so then they're actually putting themselves at risk if they're really sick right that you have to take them like 
John mm-hmm. is the perfect example of this where like John is anti antibiotics, but she has something that she has to take an antibiotic for. Tuberculosis. She has tuberculosis, <laughs> guys. Don't forget. Right. We're going to throw her a parade later <laughs> to let she survive this tuberculosis care. Um, and so I just think that like some people um, will automatically right. write it off. And antibiotics serve a really important mm-hmm. role. And I think you agree with that, too. There is a level of misprescription and mis-use like, right. of it. And I think that that's where you have to, like, worry about it. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes whenever people hear just the negative of it. They say no forever. They're just no forever. And mm-hmm. then they think that, like, they can't ever do it. And it's like, sometimes you have to. And we mm-hmm. we are all surviving. We just will figure it out as research keeps going, how we can, like, deal with it whenever we're on, a like, as an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. 30% you know? of our population was dying from things that they were yes. then saved from because of antibiotics. Exactly. They're great. Yes. In Sweden, they're really great. Yeah. And then <laughs> just I think here, that it can be that yeah. here if we just stopped. Doing what we're doing. Doing what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm also trying to scare you because it is serious. I think that it's serious. And I think that for just for people who have like anxiety or something over (laughs) it, I think that like we just have to be you're going to be mindful. Yeah, you're going to be okay. And like if you have to get get on one for a serious condition or the has bacterial Mm -hmm. infection has gotten so bad, you need to get on one. Get on one. If you just have the sniffles or you just have Mm -hmm. like some congestion. There's a lot of things to try. There's lots of things to try. And that's another thing before, I guess, before we move on that that Center for Disease Control guy was saying is get a flu shot. And he said that sounds counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. um, which would also be something that you would probably not hear come out of my mouth until last year when I got the flu. And now I will get the flu shot forever. Yeah. But he said it sounds counterintuitive because the flu is a virus, but antibiotics are way overprescribed during flu season because... Mm -hmm. That's just a season that people go in and say, give yep. me the Z pack or whatever to make this go away. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. So getting the flu shot is actually helpful in changing the way our brain works because we're not going to be getting as sick during that. Season. Yeah. It makes it like shorter. We talked about yep. that. And then like you get better faster. Like if you do get it. Yeah, for sure. So that's just some food for thought. Yeah. I think that's great. Food for thought. Great. Especially since I still continue to not get you will once you catch the flu yeah it's awful it is (laughs) go get a flu shot (laughs) um so moving on yeah like we've said i'm on um two antibiotics right now i'm Mm -hmm. super mad about it but also glad that i will never get tuberculosis exactly especially because my chance of ever getting it was one percent but if i ever have to be on immune suppressing drugs Mm -hmm. in the future cancer god forbid anything like that my chance goes up to 20% of getting yeah. tuberculosis, which is not something I really want to... You're like, I'm not rolling the dice on that I'm one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I found out I had to be on these antibiotics, I was really mad. I tried to fight it. I actually did try to fight it and push it off. You did. The doctor was actually fine with pushing it off, but I couldn't do it with the adoption. And the, the adoption is more important it. to me than... The antibiotic situation. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't have to be that scared. I still mm-hmm. did it. I wouldn't exactly. do it if I felt like I was going to die from it. Exactly. So as soon as I found that out, I knew I needed to get on an intense probiotic. So mm-hmm. we rep 
hyperbiotics all the time and not because we actually are reps for them, but because we love them. We love them. So that's just a great probiotic to be on daily. And that was what I was doing for my gut health mm-hmm. along with bone broth ahead of time. But when I found out um, about the antibiotics, I reached out to my friend Bri, who I talk about a lot, who is like Amanda, but um, in the really hippie world, yeah. <laughs> like she's holistic health, not functional yeah. medicine. Yes. And her father-in-law is a chiropractor in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. And he has a probiotic that's in really intense that he gives to his Lyme's disease patients, mm-hmm. which there's, I mean, that's crazy too. Yes. That's a whole nother podcast. Yes. I just asked her, does he have anything? She said yes. And I started taking this crazy probiotic. And I can't even tell you the difference it has made. I have not gotten sick from these antibiotics. I um, am like very sluggish and tired if if I don't take it for a day. Mm -hmm. As soon as I take it, I feel like I got like four shots of espresso. It's night and day. That's super crazy. Yeah. And there's actually studies to back that up. Yeah. Back-to-back studies with people that are taking placebo or probiotic with antibiotics show way better yeah. outcomes for people that are on a intense probiotic mm-hmm. during your antibiotic taking. Yes. So I just want to recommend if you are taking an antibiotic, get a probiotic. And the hyperbiotic one for anyone who's not on them for three months is probably great for this situation. Oh, yeah. Like for my sister, she I gave her my hyperbiotics mm-hmm. so that she would be taking those. Like she's only on it for 14 days max or 10 days max, yeah. I think. And so... It's like the it's great. And then it's a continuation for the rest of your life. Totally. You know, versus just um, for that short period of time. So be on an, a probiotic, mm-hmm. just like her, just like Aztec Urgent oh, Care told us. Be like Aztec Urgent Care, guys. Get on a probiotic. Get and probe. if we haven't convinced you in the four billion past <laughs> episodes that we say every time to get on a probiotic, get on a probiotic. Yes. Especially if you are taking an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And also... I'm sure there's tons of great foods to be eating. Oh my gosh, yes. All those fermented foods. Let's introduce some kimchi and mm. introduce some kefir if you want or kefir if you want. Yeah. Um, introduce some prebiotic foods. That would be really helpful. Some cold potatoes. Um, some Jerusalem artichokes. Yum. Um, yeah, there's so many things, guys. Be eating those. Yeah, yogurt. There's a lot of like fermented foods that we could talk about. Sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Like have those as part of your diet kombucha. all the time. Kombucha. Keep that a little bit more limited just because sure. there's sugar. Um, try to find ones that have like five grams or less mm-hmm. in the amount of sugar. Because um, some of them like are upwards of like 14 grams. So Which is a lot. It's a lot. And then let's just chat for a second about a couple things that you can try before you resort to antibiotics yeah because there's so many things that you can be doing absolutely so many um so for during cold and flu season i recommend using thieves oil i've talked Mm -hmm. about it in the past um but if you don't know just a really quick little refresher thieves oil supposedly was worn by grave robbers Mm -hmm. during the bubonic plague and they would put it on their masks in front of their face and they weren't dying of the bubonic plague So the magical oil that saved them from the bubonic plague was thieves oil. This is not, nor is any of this, (laughs) approved by the FDA, everyone. (laughs) Um, So finding like a 
uh, some companies is for thieves oil um, or just thieves oil, mm-hmm. or you can make your own if you Google it with yeah. um, therapeutic grade essential oils by just making your own mixture mm-hmm. with the ingredients. Um, that can help just fight off the bugs. It's got like antiviral properties. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about elderberry syrup. Yes. That's proven to cut your colds in half. Mm-hmm. It's a very high antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Helps like just protect your body. Yeah. And during cold and flu season, I think that would be a great multivitamin oh, option. Yeah. Just take it. Just take it once a day just mm-hmm. to build up those antibodies. Yeah. Um, And then ear infections was the last thing I wanted to hit on. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a big thing that a lot of kids especially get mm-hmm. put on antibiotics for. Or whenever you're a 21-year-old adult, you also sometimes <laughs> get ear infections. Um, I think that the worst ear infection I ever got, though, that we were actually talking about, because I was that 21-year-old, if yeah, you guys didn't obviously. get it, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, we went, so we used to always, like, go to Phoenix to mm-hmm. watch the Dallas Cowboys play because we had season tickets to the yeah. Cardinals. And we had sat on the guest side, so we were always behind the Cowboys. <laughs> and one year, like, I had an ear infection, and we didn't know, and I got on the plane and flying Ooh, that happened from, to Aaron. It's the worst. Flying from um, Farmington to Phoenix. And mm. my mom looked at me and tears were just like streaming down my face. And I was silent and my just like had my hands over my ears. Uh, and I think I was in like the third grade. That's so sad. And then like at the football game, like they didn't, ha- nothing was open. It was like Thanksgiving Day. And I just like had my hands on my ears the whole time with my hood up, just like sobbing during the game. And I didn't get to go to the doctor until we flew to California. So I had to get on another flight. That was a bad plan. Yeah. The flight was no bueno. Aaron actually did that and took antibiotics for an ear infection last year. Um, But because all the cool kids get ear infections as adults. So 30% of ear infections do need antibiotics. Yeah. But 70% do not. Which is crazy. Yeah. And when we were all growing up, you got them for any ear infection. Mm-hmm. Um, so now common practice that they're trying to get com- to be common practice is to wait and see, like we mm-hmm. talked before about the pediatrician that our kids see. Yeah. Um, but there are things you can do in the meantime. And one of those things is garlic oil. Mm-hmm. And it's magical. Magical, magical, magical. Uh, Dietrich... Um, had a double ear infection. They wanted to put him on antibiotics when he was one. Uh-huh. Do you remember this? You probably do. Um, I think I do. Um, and I was like, uh, I have like some hippie oils that I would like to try before we go on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And she, they were like, all right, come back in two days and we'll see. But I don't think it's going to happen. It looks like his drums are going to burst is what they told me. Yeah. So I went home, I like looked up a few anti-inflammatory essential oils. Um, I'm going to just get, I can't remember which ones I used, Melaleuca probably on the outside, which is uh-huh. tea tree. That was on the outside. And uh-huh. then I made fresh garlic oil, which Wellness Mama mm-hmm. has a great garlic oil recipe on her blog. So go yeah. look it up. I'll try to post it as well on the Instagram. Yeah. It was magical. And it, Garlic, we've talked about mm-hmm. a lot of times, but it's a natural antibiotic, mm-hmm. antiviral. Mm-hmm. So it's getting all that good stuff in your ears and yeah. it's soothing. You're not putting the actual chunks in. Yeah, they'll say we should clarify what it's this strained. Is. <laughs> yes, 
Be informed before you do this. Actually look at a recipe and follow it. Do not put hot oil. Yes. Um, But it worked. And they came back and they were like, keep doing what you're doing. Your hippie oils are working. That's what they said. That's the best. Pat, our friend, he also tried that. His ears were bugging him. Mm -hmm. And he made garlic oil and put it in. And he said it helped. It does. Mm -hmm. It soothes it, too. Yeah. Sometimes I think if they're just irritated. It just soothes it. Yeah, I think enough. he didn't have a full infection, but I think mm-hmm. it was just like he'd been flying a lot, and so his ears were just like bugging him. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. And last but not least, you can take garlic. Mm-hmm. So how I do it is I cut up a garlic clove, as we've learned from Amanda, let it sit for 10 minutes mm-hmm. so that it That is oxidizes. also before, uh, yeah, the oxygen like activates yeah. all the enzymes. And also do that before the garlic oil. Always do that. Forever and always, always 10 always. minutes, Yes, cut up garlic sitting before you cook, before anything. Uh-huh. But I mince it really tiny and take it a clove with water. And if I feel really sick, I'll do it like every couple hours. And yeah. I feel like it works. So yeah. I'm not telling you this as a doctor. I'm telling you this as a hippie. But <laughs> These are just things to try like whenever you start feeling a little something um, so that you don't get to the point of needing to be on an antibiotic whenever you didn't need to be on one exactly um these are things that are really important to try and also you need to just be living a really like preventative lifestyle so that you can be taking care of yourself like how we've talked about a ton of stuff before where you're eating the rainbow every day making sure that you're getting enough like vitamins minerals antioxidants to help protect your body from whenever like stuff does come in like a bacterial infection you're getting rid of that you know We've talked about how blueberries are really helpful. Cranberries are really helpful. Getting rid for a urinary tract infection. Like if that's part of your daily life, like it's preventing all that bacteria Mm -hmm. to like even bind to the walls. So you you don't get to the point where you need an antibiotic. Exactly. And it's before you even have the symptoms. It's like just be on top of it, Um, especially during this season. Make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't get enough sleep, that's the first sign of like your body being like depressed, like not depressed, but immunocompromised almost where it's like you aren't at your peak and so your body is more susceptible from like to actually get sick and so just make sure that you're doing that and then live that 80 20 life eat the rainbow eat the rainbow exercise that's going to help protect your body and then whenever you start feeling a little bit sick like jump on elderberry jump Mm -hmm. on bone broth even though bone broth should be every day yeah but I mean, like, do those things, you know, that mm-hmm. John had talked about, because it's important. Like, you don't want to be taking an antibiotic if you mm-hmm. don't need to, because we don't know the ramifications right. that could be Start happening. Start viewing antibiotics as a more serious thing. Yes, it's not the instant cure. No. And it's serious if you have to be on it. Mm-hmm. So view it that way. Yeah. And if you're on it and it's serious, then good because that's it's what you need do to be on, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> exactly. And so um, don't be discouraged, but know that there's things to try and things to mm-hmm. do. And it's really um, not super scary. And if you want more details, we've obviously like talked in depth about all these. And you should go back to listen to The Flu Isn't Sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the other things you can try mm-hmm. for making sure that you, if you do start getting sick, try these things first and why it's really important. But mm-hmm. especially entering this season. Yeah. And then for UTIs, which 
for any of you girls out there is another big thing that we're taking antibiotics for. You can check out our very first episode (gasps) ever on this podcast called It Burns, It Burns. Talks about UTIs and yeast infections and natural remedies to try before going on antibiotics. Yes. Because again, that's probably why majority of women get on antibiotics and it's easily something that's preventable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, (laughs) we have one super awesome, well, a couple awesome things to talk about before we go. First, this will make your day bright and cheery and happy before uh, or after hearing about antibiotics killing 23,000 people (laughs) is that we always talk about Valentia skincare and we love them so much. And if you haven't bought any Christmas gifts, like your girl here hasn't, (laughs) um, literally whenever I saw the sign at the the coffee shop we go to a lot, it said 23 sleeps until Christmas. My heart, my chest got like incredibly tight because I seriously have bought zero presents. I haven't bought very many either. So So, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm in good company. I mean, I don't know if it's good company, but (laughs) you you have company. I have company. (laughs) Um, But Valentia Skincare um, is giving our listeners an awesome discount code so that yeah. you can get some gifts that are um, cruelty free, cruelty free, um, organic. organic. It, it the money, some of the money goes to like women empowerment. Yeah, um, and they're cold pressed, which is oh, important, yeah, super important. And so um, go to Valentia dot com, and whenever you find all the things, which I'm going to get the dry brush set. <laughs> Jonna's getting some gifts. I'm getting like every woman in my family gifts from Valentia. I love them so much. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. the best. Um, and use the code YIDT20. I wonder why it's YIDT. Yep, yep I, I did that, that 20. <laughs> YIDT20. Um, use that at the checkout code. Get 20% off. And ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. That is your <laughs> gift from us and Valentia. Yes. Mainly Valentia. <laughs> But also us. Um, but also us. Um, in saying, don't be sad about this episode. There's cheer and happiness to go around. Yes. And a lot of those oils um, will make your skin feel really refreshed and happy. And then spray some magnesium on yourself if you're feeling a little stressed. Yeah. <laughs> on your feet, right? <laughs> your feet and your belly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The last thing is one of the things that you guys can give to us. Yeah, we like gifts too. We love gifts. (laughs) Um, And this one only takes like your time. Would you please go on iTunes and write us a review? Leave us a little review. Yes. And subscribe to this podcast if you really like it. And we would love for you to be a part of the Yep Club. Yeah. And if you really feel like it, you can also want like up that and become a follower. Join our Patreon community. Mm-hmm. Um, you can join the Yep Club in giving us a drink to drink during the podcast. Yeah. It's $1. $1. And it helps give us a drink so that we are funner for you to listen to. Yes. And we're redoing our website soon. So check. We'll keep you posted on that. And then you'll be able to buy our T-shirt. You'll have more access to like our Patreon. You'll be having more access to us. So it'll be a little bit easier. But follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review. Subscribe. And take care of yourself during this season so that you don't have to go on antibiotics. I think that's solid advice. 
the well best done. advice we could give. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Happy December. Bye. 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 <laughs> la 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 la. la. <laughs>